0: Well, thank you, Joel Nelson. He's producing. My name is Colin Dunlap. Abbreviated show. We go till the same end time. We just start a little later. Figure that one out. It's abbreviated, right? Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge. Jeep Ram, Peters Township. Visit them online. Southhillsjeep.com. Fan text line. Uh, yeah, hit us, shoot us a text anyway. 412 928 We love texts. I, I will start because like the whole world has to, or at least Steeler Nation has to, start with talking about Broderick Jones, but I want to infuse this as a lighthearted thing before we get going. I was coming in, the show was going to start at seven. So I really, I planned for the show at my house today. I waited for the traffic to kind of push through and I wasn't going to leave my house till about five because I knew that I could come right into the studio and here and plan. And I had planned all day pretty much. And I knew that Mueller was at Studio B at Bowser. So I knew that I could come straight into the studio and it would not be occupied. So I treated it pretty much like running out and getting the mail. Nobody's going to be in here. Nobody's going to see me. I have a hoodie on and a pair of jogger pants. And I also, and this is where it comes in for you at 412 I have Crocs on. Now, when I got in the car and drove down the street, I... I wrestled with the decision after I was too far gone. Generally, I only, like, go down to the end of the street and get the mail in Crocs. Or maybe go to the workout place, then change from my Crocs into my workout shoes. Or if I'm going to stay in the car, like, go to school, pick up the kids, and I am not getting out of the car, then I have Crocs on. And I'm talking in the wintertime, right? Or whenever I'm not wearing shorts. So... Is it acceptable at all? Because I'm not to the, I don't give a hell stage in my life yet, nearing it, really getting close, but I thought about it. I'm really not going to see anybody but Joel Nelson, right? And he doesn't care. And we work in radio, so nobody cares. But if I were to bump into somebody, let's say somebody who's here after hours looking for something at the office, and I have Crocs on in a workplace, and no matter what you think, you listen to these shows, it still is a workplace. Will people look down their nose at me because I wore Crocs to work? I don't know. And I wrestled with that, but then I said, you know what? It's all about comfort this evening. 412 289 370 the fan text line I'm going to tell you about now. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. So is it acceptable? Have we reached the point? Because we are dressing sloppier, And loungier than ever. And I hate to buy into it. I always pride myself in not looking like a total bum. But I said, hell with tennis shoes, I'm wearing Crocs. It seems like the Pittsburgh Steelers transition are saying, hell with the best left tackle. We're putting in who we think has some, well, continuity. And that's much more important than the guy who has performed the best. You take the reports out of camp, or excuse me, you take the reports out of practice and you take everything that's been said. It looks like Dan Moore Jr. is going to start on Sunday. Let's hear from Broderick Jones real quick. And then I want to open it up to you and talk about this because I have some thoughts. I'm not going to belabor it. We're not going to hammer this all night. We're going to get into a bunch of fun stuff because we got a shortened show on a Wednesday during a Penguin game. And I just want to have a bunch of fun tonight. But first, Broderick Jones on how he thinks he's played to this point.
1: I feel like I had a solid game. As always, you know, um, always something you can continue to work on and be better at, you know, just just the the way the game is. um, But overall, I feel like I play well.
0: Tell me more, Mr. Jones. What would be your reaction if they decided to go back to Dan and tackle? I don't
1: know, reaction. It's the same as always, you know, continue to get better. That's always my mindset.
0: Diplomatic answer, good answer, the right answer. It's something that you have to say. Is it exactly how he feels? I don't know. But let's discuss this at 412-928-9370 because it is the biggest story in Pittsburgh sports right now. The left tackle. Not just the left tackle, but the left tackle that you jump through hoops to go and draft. And one that you think is going to be a pillar of your franchise for a long time to come, right? This is Broderick Jones. This isn't a guy who's just going to be out there or somebody that's just in the mix. No, 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 no. This is a franchise changing uh guy on the end of the line that you think is going to and if all designs uh, if it goes as designed, protect your franchise changing quarterback. And he's not playing right now. He's not going to start. So let me ask you this again at 4129289370. What if, because I always I always look at best-case scenario and worst-case scenario, and I can't figure out which one this would be. What if on Sunday, right, against the Los Angeles Rams, and we all know about that defensive front, and particularly one guy on that defensive front, and largely he plays in the middle, but you will catch him on the edge here and there. What if Dan Moore Jr. is decidedly average? Right, if Dan Moore Jr. isn't great, but Dan Moore Jr. doesn't stink up the joint, because we always say, right? What if he's this, or what if he's that? And normally, it's one of the polar ends. It's one of the uh, one side or this side, and it is a he's either great. What and and always the for instances, right? Always when you when you lay it down like that, the hypotheticals normally are: what if the guy's great, or what if he stinks? Well. Most of the time, whenever you throw those out there, what generally happens is a guy's in the middle somewhere, doesn't have the best game of his career, doesn't have the worst game of his career. So what if that happens at SoFi Stadium, and Dan Moore goes out there, and the Pittsburgh Steelers win or lose, and Dan Moore Jr. isn't the reason that, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers win or lose, and Dan Moore Jr. doesn't let up a sack, but he lets up a, a, a hurry to the quarterback. And he doesn't have a terrible game, but he doesn't have an awful game. Is this where the Pittsburgh Steelers truly want to be at that left tackle position? Because for me, it just feels like purgatory where they are. And I would bet that that's what's going to happen on Sunday, just past 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 1 o'clock if you're in the Los Angeles area. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. And then what happens is you push it back another week. Well, how can you bench Dan Moore Jr. if he wasn't terrible? And then, I don't want to say God forbid, because this would be a good thing, what if the next week he actually has a good game, right? And he plays well. And Broderick Jones is sitting there, and he's wondering, when the heck am I ever going to get in the football game? The Pittsburgh Steelers are setting themselves up for disaster, I think. And I'll tell you exactly why. I kind of think we know the ceiling on Dan Moore Jr., or at least this, we know the ceiling on Chukes, right? Chukes is a boomer bust guy during the course of a game. So why not just shift Dan Moore Jr. over to the right side, put him in for Chukes, play him there, and play Broderick Jones? What truly is the risk right now? Coming off the bye week, with a ton of time to prepare, knowing that you're going and playing an away game, but... Oftentimes in Los Angeles, it's truly not an away game because of how many Steeler fans are there. So it won't be loud. You won't have to worry about the snap count when you have the football. It'll be A-OK for a left tackle. It is a best case scenario. You're not going into Arrowhead. You're not going into Cleveland. You're not going into a dome somewhere. For Broderick Jones, it's not going to be a case of an inability to communicate. You go out and it's a quasi home game. Just play football. Just play football. This was a tailor-made opportunity for Broderick Jones to play, for Broderick Jones to start. And you know the other thing? What if he would go out there against L.A. and not be good? It's okay to play Dan Moore Jr. It really is. There is a gigantic danger right now that Dan Moore Jr. is average in this football game. And then it's hard to call him in, to go and summon him and knock on his locker and say, Dan, we'd like to talk to you. Oh, yeah, coach. Well, you graded out pretty good. I mean, like 88%. 84%. Pretty decent, right? Oh, yeah, coach. Well, we're going to take you out of the game. Well, how are you going to take me out of the game if I wasn't the reason we won or lost? I played a pretty solid game. That would be an impossible conversation. But what wouldn't have been a po- an impossible conversation over the course of, say, I don't know, the last 10 days, Dan, here's what we're going to do. You're going to play right tackle. Chooks, sit down. We know what you are. And the guy that we have pinned a lot of the hopes and dreams of, this organization along that offensive line, we're going to start him on the left side. Who has a beef? Who really does? There are times I think, honestly, from a personnel standpoint, the Pittsburgh Steelers are just screwing with us. This was one of the easiest decisions to make because if it didn't go right, it was easy to extract yourself from. And the biggest factor in all this, it ain't really an away game. It's a game in which it's going to be one of the away games that's going to be easiest. To communicate. Your calls, 412-928-9370. Tony in Greensburg, lead us off. Hi, Tony.
1: Hey, I mean, I don't mean to go off tonight, but I just came from football practice. I'm a coach, and I played at a pretty decent high level, and I'm a former offensive lineman, and this just pisses me off because, and like you said, it's an obvious decision. I mean, the guy in Broderick Jones played an above-average game, in my eyes, last week against Baltimore, Against a guy who, yeah, might not have panned out, but is still a very solid football player, in Jadavian Clowney, and you get a guy in Dan Moore, like you said, who we've seen him. Like the the phrase for me is, "When is enough enough?" Like I've seen Dan Moore play multiple games and chokes. What his feeling is and chokes, and chokes, and that just goes to the point of enough is enough is goes up to Tomlin and the entire organization because they're stuck in their ways and they can't change with the time.
0: And, Tony, the thing for me that is the biggest factor, it really is, it's not arrowhead. It's not mile high. It's not somewhere where they have the decibel level. That place will be 60% Steeler fans, Tony. It it will be.
1: It will be easy because it's very key in the offensive line group. I agree with you because he's a rookie. He might not know the playbook exactly yet, But, hey, I mean, there's not going to be noise when they're on offense because we all know Steelers fan base is going to take over that stadium.
0: Correct. And then Dan Moore Jr. And I'm looking into my crystal ball. I'm telling you how this is going to happen. Dan Moore Jr. is going to play average. The Steelers are going to play a three-point game one way or the other. They're either going to win or they're going to lose. And it's going to be a three-point game. He won't be the reason why it's a three-point game. He'll be decidedly average. And on Tuesday... Mike Tomlin will give us all a song and dance. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Dan Moore Jr., he was pivotal in our efforts, and he was okay. And that's what it'll be. And then they'll move on to next week. I just don't understand it. 412 That's 412 I saw something on the internet today. That was $250. That's not a ton of money. It's not a lot of money. But one of those things that I had that I said, man alive, I should have just held on to it because they're going for $250 now? I'll tell you what that is coming up next. Continue your calls on the offensive line. Uh, You love dogs. You love cats. You love pets. You certainly do. Well, the place to be October 28th. It's uh, in short order. Not too much. It's like two weeks away. October 28th. Pet Fest 2023, Stage AE. This is great. Everything you need for your pet under one roof. Dog trainers, casting agents, movies. Casting agents for movies. Get your dog in a movie, right? This is great. Uh, Artists, photos with Santa. Get your cat in in its picture with Santa. Is there anything better? Agility courses, much, much more. Tickets, they're only $3 at the door. Again, October 28th, Stage AE. It's Pet Fest. Event details, every single one of them. More than I can give you right now. On our website, 937thefan.com, it's brought to you by Healthy Pets, EV True Value, Wolfgang Bakery and Grooming, and J.P. Roofing and Siding. Fan Hotline presented by Nemecullen around every corner. Nemecullen creates real-life magic for guests. I just heard that commercial. I had no idea George Thorogood was coming to Pittsburgh. Is he coming with the Delaware Destroyers? I don't know. I will tell you, though, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer is an incredibly written tale. It really is. I had to tell the landlady I lost my job. She said that don't confront me as long as I get my money next Friday. I mean, you could just go on the whole the whole thing. I go to the bar. I ring my coat. I call the bartender. She said, "Look, man, come down here." He got down there. Said, "What do you want? A wine bar, man. A warm scotch?" A warm beer! Well, I ain't seen my baby since I don't know when. I've been drinking bourbon, whiskey, scotch and gin. It is fabulous. The whole thing is fabulous. He said the clock on the wall said three o'clock. Last call for alcohol. So what you need? I want a a I want scotch, I want beer. No, I ain't seen my baby since nine a week. Gonna get drunk, man, till I can't even speak. I mean, the writing in that is just phenomenal. You know, when your mouth getting dry, you're, you're plenty high. Look down the bar, I said to my bartender, I said, look, man, come down here. He got down there. He said, what do you want this time? I said, look, man, what time is it? Uh, I mean, it's it It's up there. It's up there with one of the greatest songs ever written. Anyway, as an aside, we should all go see George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers. Or are they just the Destroyers now? Who knows? 412-928-9370. Now that I catch my breath. um, Man, is that a good song, though? So... I saw I was – I don't know why I'm on this algorithm. Who knows? I think I was looking for Steelers merch. Maybe that's what it is. And we can your calls and stay on hold. If you're on hold, stay there. I'll get to your calls in a moment. I don't know why I'm on this thing. I was looking at Steelers merch. And then they had, like, resale Steelers merch or, like, vintage Steelers merch. They had a Steelers parka, which I had – in the, it would have been late 80s or early 90s, the Starters Parka, you know, the Starter Parkas, right, that they sold at Honus Wagner Sports downtown. And they had one, the exact one that I had, I believe in a medium, which is what I had, a medium or a large, 250 bucks they were selling it for. The exact one that I had. And now it's made me want a Steelers Starter Parka all over again. Troy's on the Mount. Hi, Troy. How are you? Hey,
2: brother. How are you
0: doing? Uh, I'm good. How are you?
2: Good. Um, I just bought last week, now that you're on the subject real quick, I just bought a Pittsburgh Penguins old starter jacket for about $75 the other day, and I think I bought it for $9 when I was 12.
0: Oh, answer me this. Is, it, one. is it a parka or is it a, just a, a button-up, like, it's baseball just- jacket kind of?
2: No, it's just a pullover, just like a pullover, like swishy type starter uh, crew neck type jacket. Wow, it's seventy-five dollars. I had that when I was young, and it was nine dollars. It blows my mind. Sega Genesis's are two hundred dollars right now if you got one sitting in your basement.
0: I think that I mean I think at I mean they're two hundred fifty bucks now. The jackets. I think at at Honus Wagner they were sixty-five bucks. Those parkas grab it yeah nuts uh what about this off you, you know you generally have pretty i don't always agree with them and it doesn't matter i just care that people have good observations and good opinions and i bet you have a good opinion about this offensive line stuff
2: um i'm going to tell you this i i'm going to disagree with you on who we're invested in now we pay Chukes money so if we're invested in someone for this season we're invested in Chukes. So I don't need to see Dan Moore for Chooks. I just don't need to see Dan Moore. We had that established at the end of last year. It came. We drafted his position. We came into this season. He wasn't overly the. Top, he wasn't over the top good. He was mediocre at best. Why are we now trying to sub him in for somebody else that we are invested in? Let's just give up on the Dan Moore project altogether. It, it's. For me, I don't I don't want to see it happen. We're invested in our money and our draft choice. That is our left. That is our right. We're not invested in Dan Moore. And we both know, and I'm sure the Steelers know, he won't be there next year. Okay, then why That's is the he guarantee. playing?
0: Why does it look like, and by all indications, and there are reports that he took first-team reps today, which is then he's on a rocket ship to play in Los Angeles. I mean, Broderick Jones is going to play, is, is going to be a second-teamer in Los Angeles, I'd love to say I, I'm trying to understand their ways. Troy, I just – I don't get it. How are we all wrong about this then?
2: You're you're not going to get it because he's – unfortunately, this is how the team is run. He's a Tomlin guy. Why is Najee playing more than Jalen Warren? Why is Gunnar ever getting a helmet? Why are these guys playing? And it's because they have gut feelings about them. Why did Kendrick Green stand stay around, around so long? Why did uh, we give so much confidence in Bush? We did this because they are those, they're they're Tomlin's guys and they're the Steelers' guys. And unfortunately, we just have to deal with the fact that we're a franchise that is so loyal to a fault and that when we pick our guys, we're our guys. Do you know what this almost
0: reminds me of? Whenever the, ste- whenever the Pirates had turnover a little bit, and then they were dividing the Littlefield and the Huntington guys. And some of the Littlefield guys were getting screwed.
2: It's just, that's how it's going to be while Tomlin's here until they get too bad. And I just want to ask you this real quick. Sure. We talked last week. I gave you a rapid fire of Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. You took Josh Allen. I just got two more quick ones for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch much basketball, but... Next five years, Luka Doncic or Victor wembignana
0: Doncic, because I think that although Wembanyama is has showed the ability to shoot the jumper, I don't think he's going to be able to do. I thought I think the physicality of the NBA game will get to him. Doncic doesn't doesn't care. And then two more quick. Does ones that make sense? So, do you, is that enough? Yes
2: it ho- does. Yes, yeah, 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 for sure. Next next two are Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell. Next five years,
0: uh, and. Uh, Man, Go ahead. Sam Howe. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's tough,
2: to tough to hear. It's just tough to hear. It's Sam Howe out of North Carolina. What did we think coming into last year or this year with Sam Howe? Did we think anything ever?
0: No. I mean, no. No, no that's but. Where
2: we've gotten. That's, that's to the point where we've gotten
0: where we're picking Sam Howe, where we didn't even think the guy would play. Right, but, I mean, Sam Howell right now has got, what's he have, nine touchdowns or something like that to six interceptions, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, his statistics show that. Or Tua Tungavailoa or Trevor Lawrence, next five years. I
0: I hate to go here, but I just, I don't think Tua's going to be able to sustain because I I hate saying this. I don't want to jinx anybody, but he's already had two bad injuries and I think that Trevor Lawrence shows an inability to not take the big hit whereas Tua unfortunately in that offense will take another big hit. Fair. Injuries
2: aside. Injuries aside.
0: I think the history shows that the what? history shows that a quarterback that, that that's that small so to speak can't have a ton of success and the gigantic big guy with a with a big time arm is going to have more success, but it's obvious Tua's coached better. Um, yes, I, I think the two is put in a
2: position similar to Russell Wilson and Drew Brees where he's able to get the ball out of his hands, which actually puts Herbert at more to disadvantage because it seems like he's always running from his life and he doesn't know how to get
0: down and slide. Troy, you are, thank you for the call. You come up with better hypotheticals than any of the pregame shows. You, you should be on like CBS or NFL Today and come up with those because those would stump the guys on the desk. The Tua and Trevor Lawrence one is spectacular. I think that Tua's coach keeps him out of harm's way as much as possible, but I don't think Tua's going to be able to help himself. They are both incredibly fun to watch. It does go to show too just how awful and terrible Urban Meyer was as an NFL coach, that he just screwed one year one whole year of everybody and particularly the quarterback 4129289370 that's 4129289370 almost messed up the uh, phone number you know another piece of steelers merch that is criminally underrated the and jack lambert i think was one of the first guys to wear this in the modern era like you can go back to buddy parker and people like that just the black hat with the s on it that hat is probably actually the best Steeler hat. If you really think about it, the black hat with just the S I was looking at that too, but I want to buy that Steelers parka. I ain't spending $250 on a jacket on a parka. I'm just, I'm not doing it because I don't, I don't have season tickets. I don't go to enough games. I go here and there. I'll go to two, three games a year. If I had season tickets, I would, it would be my like game jacket that I would wear to games. But the black, all-black hat with just the gold S, more people should wear that. That should actually become what everybody wears. I don't want to say it should replace a Pirates hat. But people should go into Steeler games wearing that black hat with a gold S and have that on just as much as people wear the gold P to Pirate games. I don't know why that hasn't taken off more. Mike's and Butler. Hi, Mike. How you doing?
1: Oh, hi. Oh, I'm sorry, I had your speakerphone. I didn't even think I was gonna
3: get. <clears throat> I was just saying that I had a theory why they were keeping Dan Moore.
0: Well, tell me this theory.
2: I just think they're just trying to fatten them up so they can trade them. Like you got to get
1: some good stock with that.
0: Yeah, but this isn't this isn't baseball. You know, I don't think they showcase people, and I'll tell you exactly why, Mike. There's not enough games, and the margin for error is too small and too. Uh, narrow that you can't risk not playing your best players every snap, let alone every game. Like you can't put guys out there to showcase them. It's not 162 games. So it's kind of tough for me. It's, it's, It's a decent theory and it's just opinion, but it's tough to do that. That's it's se- it's se- you know, it's 17 games. Like when you have it's 17 games as opposed to 162. When you have 162, you could throw a guy out there on a Sunday, put him out there in the late innings whenever it's 12 to 4, get him and have people look at him and, and, and they could take a look at some at bats. If you have Dan Moore out there, he could get the guy that you drafted as you what you think is your franchise quarterback killed. It's just there's too much harm and too many moving parts and too much that's working in unison for me to believe that that's the impetus behind playing him. I just, I've heard other people mention that. I've heard people say that, but it's just tough for me to swallow. I just, I don't, I can't go there. That black hat with the gold S, they should, the Steelers coaches should all wear it. I know that they're given different things and especially with different months and things that they're pushing. That's very good. All the different uh, initiatives that they want to try to push across. But even for training camp, like in uniform, all of them and it should all wear that. That's my favorite, probably my favorite piece of Steelers merch. I got to get a Steelers hat, just the black one with the gold S. More of your calls coming up next, four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. The NFL looking to get rid of something. And I'll tell you what that is in just a moment. Right here on the fan. All right, big thing happened in November 4th. Join All Saints Parish for dinner and hear an inspirational and life-changing message from former Pirate coach Rich Donnelly as he shares his daughter's message, one that led to a World Series and renewed his Catholic faith. Tickets on sale now, allsaintsbutler.com. That's allsaintsbutler.com. You know, I got to call the eye doctor. Somebody needs to help me out, 412-928-9370. I... I need glasses. I have put this off for so long. At first, I thought it was just, okay, I need reading glasses. And I got reading glasses, cheater glasses. I don't know, plus 125 or plus 150 or something. I don't know. I bought like a eight-pack from Amazon. And I, I think I've lost four of them, five of them maybe. They, 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 they I find them around the house, stuffed in drawers and different things. So they've helped me read and read my phone. And when I'm reading different things, okay. But now it's to the point where pretty much every letter is fuzzy. I I look at things and it's like my whole day now is whenever just when you wake up and you haven't cleaned like the sleep out of your eye. And I feel like that's how I see everything now. Like I'm watching the baseball game on the screen up here and Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez is hitting and his name is on the back of his jersey, like it's in this clip here. And It's just one big block. And I could kind of see that it says Alvarez, but I know that my vision is different than it was even like three or four years ago. This sucks. It really sucks. So I guess I'm going to have to call, who do you call, optometrist, ophthalmologist, one of the two, something that starts with an O and ends with an ist, one of those people. And you go in and you take the eye test. But I guarantee, because tomorrow I'm going to have a little time in the morning. I guarantee I'm going to try to look into this, and they're going to say, oh, yes, Mr. Dunlap, your insurance covers it, whatever. This is great. Our first appointment is uh, yeah, May 12th, right? Like, that'll be the first time I can get in. Somebody text me or call 412-928-9370 and tell me how you could square this away. Uh, Buzz is in Moon. Hi, Buzz. How you doing? All right,
3: man. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm going LASIK, man. Best... That was the best thing I ever did. Go get LASIK, man. Get zapped up. You'll be good.
0: Yeah, but I don't... Like can you just well I I think I need to be um have like a consultation on what I need first before I just opt straight for the lasik, right? Uh,
3: yeah, you need a script for like a year straight. You guys can't change. You'll be good.
0: Okay. All right. What do you got about the Steelers cuz I'm uh, I'm shaking uh, I'm trying to wonder how about personnel? I'm wondering about personnel and a lot of personnel.
3: Man, hey, so I called uh I want to talk about Gunnar Shevsky. Like that dude should not be on a football field on Friday night, let alone Sunday afternoon. I don't
0: think he will be. I, don't, I think that you'll see Anthony McFarlane be activated because he's inside that window, so he'll return kicks. If not, Calvin Austin will come back from... Um, the concussion protocol. So one of those two guys, if not both of those guys, will play. And one will return kicks, one will return punts. And what we're seeing now uh, is that Patrick Peterson will shift into probably the nickelback spot. And I bet that Joey Porter Jr. plays more at that other corner than someone else will. So essentially, that'll be the roster move. It'll be be McFarlane will take Gunnar Olszewski's spot.
3: Yeah, I hope so. Um, and, and, and with Pat P, um you know, I, I, I like the signing whenever it, you know, when, it, when they did it. He just, he's, he's, an, old, he's, he's an old man now. Um, Joey Porter got a play. I think having, especially even what, what, with what he said on, uh, I think it's his cousin's um, podcast. You know, they, they asked him if he's going to still see the field. And and he said he wouldn't mind there be like kind of taking that advisor role, but I think they got to make changes. The Steeler way just isn't.
0: No, Cooper Cup is going to absolutely roast, roast Patrick Peterson if it comes to that. And forget Cooper Cup, you know, like (laughs) Nakua will roast, will roast Patrick Peterson. Tutu Atwell will roast. Patrick Peterson. I just don't see it. He's a complimentary piece. Remember when he came here, right? And I think the evolution needs to kind of start. They talked a little bit about this could be a worst case scenario. And look, I'm not comparing the two. Although Patrick Peterson will probably be in the Hall of Fame. That they said there could be a transitional piece, much like at the end of Rod Woodson's career. Now, the Steelers have KZ, and obviously they have Minka, and they have Killebrew, and, well, Keanu Neal, no, but they have those guys at safety. Well, I think what we'll probably see is Patrick Peterson start to play a little safety, maybe, or at least that nickel corner. Dan's in Uniontown. Hi, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Love the show. Well,
4: thank Um, you. I think everybody says that when they um call in it's just a thing you say, I guess um well, it's <laughs> anyways, kind of like somebody says
0: somebody sneezes, you say bless you even though you really you don't even have to be a religious person
4: yeah, I know I just i felt <laughs> stupid after I said that, but anyways um I want to touch on what he talked about a little about gunner, but it it's it's just the it's the stealer way right um everybody's calling for for Canada's head and they're saying, hey, this, if you don't do it on the bye week, you're crazy. I knew they wouldn't do it on the bye week. It's just the Steeler way. They're not going to uh, terminate a coach halfway through the season or partially through the season. I get that. But should they – I mean, is it too much to ask for a fan, um, to ask for some kind of change? Um, and I think if you would have put – if the Steelers would have came out and said, okay, we're, getting right, we're cutting Gunner, okay, we're cutting this one and we're cutting that one and we're going to make, these are the changes we're going to make on the bye week. I think as a fan, I could live with that, but we're not seeing anything. And that's why I think that at the end of the season, if, um, and I love Tomlin, I'm a Tomlin guy,
1: mm-hmm. but
4: I also think that if, if you don't do anything, you don't change the the way that, um, the train's going now. And at the end of the season, if it turns out to be a losing season and his first losing season, I think just for being bullheaded and not doing anything about Canada, I think I think it's time for a change in Pittsburgh. Well, Dan, I really it's it,
0: what it is right now, it sure feels like the Steelers internally don't feel like they're in any trouble, and they better be right. You know what I mean? Like they're not making any personnel changes. They're not pushing a panic button. And I don't know if it's time to push a panic button, but it's time to get your hand pretty close to it where fans are what? all saying you got to do this, 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 and this. Now – The fans might be wrong, okay? But if the Steelers are putting their head down and boring forward with what they think is right, Dan, they better be right.
4: Well, I tell you what, they better wake up because that AFC North's no joke, and they still got to play Cincy twice, and Burrow looks like he pulled his head out of the um, sand and he's no longer burrowed into the sand. He's actually, his eyes are down the um, field.
0: Right. He's not going to be down forever, and... If you thought that the Joe Burrow that you saw the first couple weeks was going to be the Joe Burrow that we get all year, I think you're sorely mistaken. Now, I don't think Joe Burrow will ever go to another Super Bowl. I don't think they'll run the AFC gauntlet. I don't think that'll happen. But I do think that Joe Burrow will be one of those guys that is habitually in the playoffs and winning playoff games. I, like Look at what Zach Taylor has done with playoff wins in the past couple years compared to what Tomlin's done in the past 13 years I mean it's kind of scary I don't think they'll get back to the Super Bowl I think they've reached their height in terms of that but to think that they're just going to go away not happening Bob's in Claysville hi Bob
5: hey um I want to talk about LASIK I I tuned in as you were talking
0: about needing glasses did I get it right that you need reading glasses well I well, I don't know if I need them or not. I just bought them, and this was about probably two, three years ago now. Well, probably about two years ago, and I used them, and they be- and it's become much more enjoyable to look at my phone or to read something. And the, quite honestly, the letters and things are bigger, which was, I think, the intent of said reading glasses there, Bob. Well, what, what it sounds like to me is that you have
5: what is known as presbyopia, oh. and LASIK does not fix presbyopia.
0: Wait a minute. And There's uh, this presbyopia. Okay.
5: That's what that's what the condition is called when you get older and you need reading glasses. Is there
0: a flag for that presbyopia? There's a flag for everything else.
5: <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like the name of a church, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Uh, okay. This, <laughs> I also had LASIKs, so, and, and it was a very bad experience, so be very careful with your eyes.
0: Well, yeah, you only get two of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. I,
5: I, I, I'm just responding to the previous caller who is very pro-LASIK and thinks, yeah, you just have that and you'll be good. I don't think it's... So that, should that. I...
0: So I just... I guess I just got to go to an optometrist or an ophthalmologist. I get them mixed up. One of the optimists, um, an optimist club even. Maybe they can help me. But um, I guess I got to make an appointment, right?
5: Oh, yeah. I go see somebody and talk about it. But uh, the LASIK is not a blanket solution, and it's... it's uh, it can screw you up okay. and it's not as precise as they want you to think but uh they'll they'll tell you they'll warn you ahead of time well you still might need
0: thinner glasses uh-huh
5: They they shoot for perfection but they it's a moving target a
0: little bit they- there's blind bob botched LASIK. blind bob on the phone from claysville thanks uh to him for checking in this evening Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. 928 um no i don't know i'm not gonna jump in for some surgery I I just, and I thank everybody for all the advice. I truly do, and keep it coming. I wake up now, and my whole day now, when I look at things, particularly across the room, I used to be able to zero in. I could read, it seemed like I could read a newspaper across the room. Now, like road signs even, fuzzy. The letters seem to be jumbled and all together. And man, it's just not fun. It is a sign that you're getting old. It really is. <sighs> this left tackle thing does perplex me. This is the easiest place to infuse Broderick Jones as a starter. It's going to be 60% Steeler fans. I don't understand what they're doing. Tom's on the fan. Hi, Tom. Hey, Colin. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. That's your number one fan from Lebanon County, PA. Oh, Maybe your only one, but I'm okay. here. That's okay. Well, uh, Sam Bowie was a fan. Ed Bouchette is from Lebanon County. Did you know that? So. I had no idea. Uh-huh. Ed Bouchette is from Lebanon County. Absolutely.
3: Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I, got, I had to call
5: about
0: this Dan Moore, Broderick Jones situation. What is the infatuation with
1: Dan Moore? Yeah, he's a hard worker. Sure, he tries hard. whoop do. doo You're in the NFL. Broderick Jones is a rookie that we got in the first round. We want him to play. Play the guy.
0: He played, and look how well he did. What are we doing? It, if it could just be that easy, and you know – That's the thing. For me, it is. And I said this last night towards the end of the show, that sometimes, and I'll buy this at times from people, sometimes, and Ron Cook is a big guy with this, and again, he's right sometimes about this. People will say, media types will say, coaches will say, well, we see them in practice. You don't see practice. In this case, it's not applicable, and I'll tell you why. I watch the freaking games. And Broderick Jones was really good the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers played a football game. And the same can be applied to Joey Porter Jr. So the other part, too, to parlay that into something else, Mike Tomlin is the number one offender, if you will, with telling us things that happen in stadium are so much more important than things that happen on the practice field. And things and experience, you hear it in your head, don't you? You remember the 9 million times he said it in media conferences. Experience in stadium can't be simulated on the practice field. The valuable experience in stadium, he tells us all the time. So this guy's talking out of his neck because I just watched a guy in the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers played, say with me, in stadium, probably be their best offensive lineman. He was, Broderick Jones. And so now the next time the Steelers play in stadium, he's not allowed to play. That becomes hypocritical. The message that's being sent for years from Mike Tomlin is not being applied. I will buy at times Well, you're not there at practice. You don't see practice. The media doesn't see practice. The coaches see things that you don't see. Well, then don't tell us how important game experience is. Don't beat that drum. And he has for 15 years, Mike Tomlin has. But now, even after a bye week, after you go and you go to great lengths to draft this guy, he's not going to play against the Rams. Doesn't add up at all. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Come see their half-ton and three-quarter-ton Silverados. Visit Sun Chevy. Partly cloudy low of 45 tonight. Thursday, mix of sun and clouds. High of 68. Going to be 68 tomorrow. Chance of showers Friday through the weekend. Going to rain a bunch.